point is, is that the, the emotions are real. They're valid. Yes. We should pay attention to them. We should let them be in us without getting attached to them. Right. That's the goal. And it's tricky, right? It's like, don't suppress them, don't repress them, but don't get attached. Hello, Rocketeers. Welcome to the weekly podcast for people craving richer relationships, fulfilling community, healthier masculinity, and permission to not be okay. Yeah. How are you? Are you doing okay? If the reality is that you're not doing awesome right now, we're here to say that's okay. You're not doing it wrong. If you're feeling great, awesome. Hang out with this conversation anyway, because if you can show up for your loved ones who are struggling, that's a really good thing. Hashtag always be building empathy. We just wanted to check in with you and spend some time today talking about anxiety and depression and the complex emotional landscape that we're all walking through right now. It's a big challenge, but we can help each other and maybe even wind up stronger on the other side. For sure. You know, we know a lot of podcast episodes, ours included, follow a certain format, right? Here's the problem. Here's our expertise with this problem. And here are three simple steps you can take towards solving that problem. And now a word from our sponsors. But we're choosing not to follow that formula. And instead today to just have a rich, rambling, revealing conversation. Because that's what life is. Because there is no three-step solution. Because healing and growth take place in the presence of a witness not necessarily an expert or a guru, because we believe we, as pod hosts, are part of a community, because we believe that you are part of this community. So yeah, I have to say that some days I'm not okay, Kelly, to answer your question, Yeah. and that those days are more frequent these days. And that's one of the reasons we're recording and sharing this podcast. I'm not okay, Kelly's not okay, maybe you're not okay, and that's okay. All right, the tape is rolling. Check. Caffeine at optimal levels. Check. The cats are secured. Yeah, for once. <laughs> the cats are okay. The rest of us aren't. Yeah. And the microphones are hot. Check. We are go, go for, for launch. launch. Welcome everybody to this episode of the Rocket Feather Podcast. We're we're almost at episode fifty. Yay. Yeah, and we've got some we've got some big plans for our fiftieth anniversary. Oh yes, it's not really a fiftieth anniversary. I keep saying that it's our <laughs> it's our one year anniversary. <laughs> one year anniversary. It's our fiftieth week long anniversary. Anyway, we're really excited about the plans we have coming up, and we hope that you stay tuned. We're going to do something really special on November around November first. Yeah. So yeah, mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. For around November 1st. Our, approximately, yeah. Just circle <laughs> that whole area. Dia de los Muertes, Halloween. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all going to be there. Celebrating the past. Yeah. And we're doing something a little different today, like we said in the intro. And the point is to be uh, real and honest and open and vulnerable. And I'm just going to start with a, a story. Uh, yesterday, my, my one of my best friends, Adam Young, called me up a couple of times, left a couple of messages, texted 
And uh, I thought it was just because, you know, we'd, we'd missed our kind of weekly check-in because he's busy. He's running around doing the census. I'm running around doing the census as well and and also running apparently four podcasts mm-hmm. and a yeah, couple so of websites. And, yeah. Anyway, I'm busy. Blah, blah, blah. Nothing to be proud of. Uh, a lot to be proud of. Well, there's but a, not the point of the story. The point of the story. And you're right. And busyness is not an end goal. It, it doesn't. No. It's, it is not virtue. No. Uh, we... I. I get caught up in thinking that business busyness is a virtue. Anyway, it turns out, you know, Adam and I finally connected last night and it turned out he was a little worried because he had seen the Facebook post that I put out uh, in place of our usual Saturday morning live from the garden live stream that we do mm-hmm. in the Rocket Feather Community Lab. And the, the post was, I thought was fairly cheerful. Like, hey, we're just really busy this morning. So we're not going to, mm-hmm. we're not going to go live. And, and Adam was a little concerned. And I just bless him for that. And that's the kind of outreach that I want to do more of mm-hmm. and that I am really grateful to be in a community of, of men in particular mm, who, yes. who do more of that, who call each other up, uh, you know, the, in the, in the mankind project, the, the men's group that I've been a part of, you know, they talk about the most, the, dif- the most difficult upper body workout for most men is to lift the phone. Oh boy. And to, you that's know, a, yeah, yeah, that's a truth. Yeah. And Adam, Adam, for some reason, just he's is, he's that. over that. Yeah. He's over I'm that. So he's over that stigma about reaching out and, yeah, I'm really glad too. Yeah, I didn't realize you didn't tell me until this morning that he had done that. And it makes me feel really cared for that he would check in on us. And really, that's what this episode is all about is kind of our mental health check, uh, sharing, you know, what we're going through, but knowing that you guys are going through stuff. And even though you know, we aren't able to talk to each and every one of you in this moment, please know that we care about you. And we are hoping that this is some version of us picking up the phone to check on you. Absolutely. And to check on you, to give you permission to check up on each other Mm -hmm. and to Mm destigmatize, you know, any, any concerns about mental health, you know, 40%, according to one, one, one report that's out is that 40% of people in America self-report, uh, dealing with depression and anxiety. And I'm one of those. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, I, I'm guessing 40% is a low ball figure. Yeah. You know, and, and even just then when you said, you know, yeah. you're one of those people, yeah, I wanted to say that I'm not one of those people because right. my depression and anxiety, when it shows up, shows up very periodically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm blessed in that I'm able to, I'm really volatile is really what it is. It's not a blessing. You're all it's, over the place. I'm all yeah. over the place. So, but that's uh, good. Cause you're expressing and you don't let it pile up quite as much as right. some of us. But I'm just, I'm really emotionally labile, I guess mm-hmm. is the technical term. It's, you know, I can mm-hmm. be intensely joyful mm-hmm. one moment and, and another day I'll just be like driving and just, just so frustrated and angry and mm-hmm. anxious and cranky. I mean, there are days where my, where my stomach is just in a knot for most of the day for not an obvious reason not an obvious yeah. reason for sure so my how my um, mental health shows up is a little different than the classic mm-hmm. stereotypical you know can't get out of bed for days right. or or always anxious and and nervous kind of anxiety but yeah i, I wanted to say no i'm not anxious and depressed but i am mm-hmm. i get it uh, that those 
depressive and, and anxious moments or days come more frequently now under yeah. COVID. Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. And, you know, so we're talking about that because we want to be real with you all. And like, like we said, the more people who talk about it, we can destigmatize this. Absolutely. And make sure that people are getting help. Yeah, because Charles and I have both worked in mental health and rehab and, you know, we've we've seen the more extreme end of it up close. And, you know, it's like, frankly, I come from a family of anxious, depressed people. And so it's been around my whole life. And, you know, I've been I've been in the shit for since before the pandemic this year, you know, it's kind of come and gone a little bit. But yeah, it's been rough. It's been rough. And the podcast, you know, I know I sound pretty upbeat on the podcast. But this is where I connect with joy when I'm in these conversations with people in the moment. And for whatever reason, that is a really great place for me. And it activates, you know, the part of me that's that's great and functional and, you know, happy and all of that. But the rest of the time, I'm I'm really struggling these days. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this check in um, because it it matters and it I find that when I hear other people talk about it, it makes me feel better. And this is a place where I have the opportunity to talk about what's going on with me and hopefully touch people in our, our audience and, and say, look, you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that. And it just doesn't, it seem like there's just a ton of synchronicity around this particular episode. Mm-hmm. You know, Wednesday, the the Wednesday before we're recording this was World Suicide Awareness Day. Right. And I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just kind of, I just barely picked up the edge of it. It's just been in the news. The idea of depression mm-hmm. and anxiety has been in the news. And then the guests that we were supposed to have for this week canceled mm-hmm. on us. Yeah. Cause she's just, you know, it's, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So there's this opening, right? There's this, yep. oh, because we, because our guest canceled on us, right? we have this opening for, for us and for you in particular to talk about what's going on. And, and again, to do that destigmatization and that connection, what you just said about like, when I hear what you said is when I hear other people talking about what they're struggling with, it, what, what, what feels different? I, I don't know. It just, it makes me feel less alone. For one, I don't, you know, it's like, it reminds me that I'm not the only one who's, you know, in the bog as I've been calling it. And I guess being in the bog alone is worse than being in the bog with other people. (laughs) As weird as that might be. But um, a lot of times people will talk about what's helping them also. Mm. And I find it encouraging sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to feel better, and that's part of the the problem. But it's nice to hear what other people are doing to help themselves and and just to connect around it. Yeah. Makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. And I another synchronistic bit is that I had a phone conversation with this guy, Alex Antonio, who runs the Why So Angry podcast. Mm. And I connected with him uh, through the the podcaster's Facebook group. 
and he shared with me one of his episodes and it's like, everybody's telling me this is too negative and I don't know, I just want some feedback about it. And, and I listened to his episode and it is, it's, <laughs> it's an anti-podcast. Is it just him pouring his, his broken heart out? Yeah. About everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. everybody can kind of relate to that. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, as I, as I talked with him and, and talked with you about this, you know, it's like the podcast form, so many podcasts are about like, Hey, we're going to give you four tips for overcoming mm -hmm. depression. Okay. We just did tip number one. Now stay tuned for tip number two, you know, tip number three, tip number four. Well, we hope everybody heard the four tips for overcoming depression. And that's, you know, that's useful. And that's, that's a, a, a great way to learn. And it, and it, and that can help. But what Alex does and and what we're trying to do a little bit today is just just like you said just completely raw there there was there's no arc to his particular podcast and and i told him that in you know the first 10 minutes of me listening to it i was like oh i don't know about this mm -hmm. i don't i don't know about this partly from a personal perspective like do i want to listen to this but also from right. i was just thinking about it from a podcast perspective because it just didn't make any sense mm -hmm. as a podcast but the more i listened the more it triggered my empathy and connection and the more it triggered my memories of doing rites of passage work with boys and rites of passage mm -hmm. work with men and how when i explain this to him it's like when i'm working with boys when i'm working with men and they're in the shit when they're right. like when they're getting really real about their pain their right. anxiety their drama really, their joy their whatever yeah. it is you're really good at going with people into their shit yeah yeah and i'm just so happy for them there especially mm -hmm. men because men we build whole personas around being okay, mm -hmm. around being fine. Right. Uh, we have to be fine at work. We have to be fine in our families. We have to be mm -hmm. fine in front of our kids. We have to be definitely got to be fine in front of our male friends. Mm -hmm. And the only place that we're allowed to, or we allow ourselves to not be fine is with our, usually our female partners. And we put all that emotional work on them. Mm. And so when I'm around men and boys who are letting it not be fine, mm -hmm. I'm so happy because I just, you know, like the story that I make up is like, finally, finally, here's some real, here's yes. some full humanity, not this papered over like bullshit masculinity crap. And I, here's I just the real find deal. that to be true in general, like with all of the work that I did when I was in school for, for counseling and art therapy and all of that, that when people got real, even the people who I found the most annoying in my program, like the people I, who triggered me and I was just like, oh, I can't stand to hear them say one more word because they're just so whatever. Yeah. When they got real, I fell in love with them. Yeah. And there's something about when people are really honest, you know, they're not putting on a show and they're not, you know, playing the world's tiniest violin and yeah. whatever. When they get real, there is something about that that opens my heart right up. Yeah. 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 It does. It does a lot when, when people are real like that, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it, you know, like I said, for me, it, it, blows up the story that that's how men are supposed to be. Mm. So that's part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just feel joy that we get to be as, as brothers, as men, you know, more real, but even, even aside from the whole toxic masculinity crap and suppressed emotions crap, the thing that we all share, no matter what background we come from, no matter what race, no matter what ethnicity, no matter what gender, we share this set of emotions mm. that, we can instantly identify with. 
Right. And we were joking earlier about, you know, when people speak in the second person and they say oh, you, yeah, we hate how, that. how much we hate that, you know, somebody will be saying it'll be in group or whatever, you know, when you, when you come back from Afghanistan and you're all fucked up and you're mad at your wife, I'm like, well, no, I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't, I've never been to Afghanistan. You yeah. can't say you to me in that. Please stop doing that. But everyone. when somebody says, when I came back from Afghanistan oh. and I was all fucked up and I was so full of shame and dread and it just came out as anger, I'm like, right. Yes. 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 You don't have to use you to get me to connect mm -mm. with, with, with your feelings. I get shame. I get dread. I get anger. Absolutely. I get joy. I get happiness. I get excitement. Like all of those I get. Somebody says, you know, some kid that I'm working with is like, oh, I'm so excited. The new version of, of uh, Fortnite is coming out. I can't wait to play. Like, I don't play Fortnite. I don't like battle royale games. I get too nervous in them. doesn't yeah. work for me. But I can, that kid being excited, I can just be yes. like, got it. Got it. That's yeah, your emotion. Yeah, I'm not a gamer at all. And I get the excitement of something, you know, we've been waiting for. Right. Something I've been waiting for. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if we can focus on those emotions rather than mm -hmm. the story, then, then, then we can be together for one another. But you said, I mean, this is even more, you said you fall in love when somebody's oh, really gosh, open yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than just, it's more than just empathizing. It's more than just sympathizing. It's like, like, it's the human connection. I yeah. mean, it is like the, the primal human connection Yeah. when somebody's being real. Yeah. And that's not, always allowed is it we're we're talking this morning about Dak Prescott who is a quarterback for the uh Dallas some, Cowboys Dallas Cowboys they throw a pigskin around or something yeah, and they run into one another at some, some sort of sport yeah. played. uh so I, yeah I didn't know anything about him but apparently he told some interviewers earlier this fall that he'd suffered from depression and anxiety in part because of COVID and he's just, he's mm -hmm. a, he's an extroverted guy. He likes oh, connecting with yeah, people. He likes be anxiety provoking, just not being able to be with people yeah. when you're an extrovert. This yeah. is an extrovert nightmare. Oh, for sure. If, for sure. If it's introvert paradise, it is an extrovert nightmare. Yeah. My sister's an extrovert and oh, she's, yeah, she's, she's not, suffering. She's, she's not, not happy. It. Yeah. Speaking of which, we should probably reach out to her today. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So he, you know, and the words that are about to come out of my mouth, right? Or like he fessed up, he revealed, he mm -hmm. came out, like all of these things, all of these words that we use, all these verbs that we use to describe explaining something shameful, dark, secret, whatever. And it's just like, no, man, he just, he just told us. Yeah. He, he just told, told us how us. he felt, but because we have so much built up around mental health and yeah. the idea, our, our cultural idea of strength and weakness yeah. Um, that it became a coming out. Yeah. For somebody who's a QB in particular, mm -hmm. a quarterback in particular, a leader to reveal that quote unquote weakness, to be vulnerable in that way. Yeah. Which uh, is, you know, basically he said, I am human and I'm having a full range of, of emotions that run, yeah. you know, that right now are kind of going to the, to yeah. the unpleasant side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you, we even talk about it? I'm like yeah. going to say to the dark side, it's like, well, it is just a spectrum of right. emotion. And the, the added piece of the story is that his older brother committed suicide back in April, mm -hmm. a very short time ago. Yeah, that's incredibly short. Of course, Dak felt anxiety and depression. Yeah, that's grieving. 
that's, you know. Right. Well, in particular, if it, you know, one of the things that my therapist told me years ago was that depression, because I was experiencing depression at the time, depression is unexpressed emotion. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, chronic, chronic depression and, and chemical depression, there's some more factors and there's some more biological factors. But what I was experiencing at that time was just like rage and anger and grief that I but, was not, exp yeah, I was not expressing. Yeah, if you don't let yourself acknowledge them individually as they are, they kind of congeal into this dark glop that's called depression. Right, right. And I'm, I hadn't thought about this until this moment, but you know, the, the connection between repression and depression. Depression. I think, you know, oh, men, men in particular, but, but, but you too, you talk about how, you know, you've, you've repressed a lot of your feelings. Oh yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's good. Mm -mm. I think it can lead to, to depression and it can lead to ill health and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, Dak, bless him as a 27 yeah. year old young man. Yes. In a leadership position. You know, in the light of the world. Told his truth to yeah, the press. Bless him. Yep. And unfortunately, you know, this old white dude, Skip Bayless of mm. Fox News or Fox, uh, Fox Sports commentator, not Fox News, sorry. Fox Sport commentator called him out and said he should not, he should not have done that. That it was, uh, he didn't exactly say weak, but that he really called into question whether or not that was right. He, what he said is, I have no sympathy for Dak. So I think that's the core. Mm -hmm. Like his, he has no sympathy for Dak. And then what he kind of wrapped around it is this story about how a leader on a sports team needs to create just sort of unthinking trust and that his teammates were going to trust him less mm -hmm. because he revealed his humanity. Well, that's how you and I would describe it. But mm -hmm. what I think Skip Bayless would describe it as his, as his weakness, as his hesitation, as mm -hmm. his weakness. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's just absolutely, you know, some old dude trying to shove a young man back into the man box. Right. Um, and in particular trying to yeah, publicly shame him, publicly shame him. Um, and you know, frankly, I mean, Skip was probably trying to get clicks which he did. So, Oh yeah, no doubt. F F him for, mm -hmm. for, you know, creating controversy and throwing somebody under the bus just to, just to get some views. But it, you know, it, it represents, a, an old way of defining strength and you know you know my mm -hmm. hobby horse is redefining strength and Absolutely. and 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 trying to explain to everybody how strong it can feel to be vulnerable how strong it can feel to be inclusive how weak ultimately it is to repress and depress mm -hmm. all of our emotions cuz we're just hobbled well it makes us brittle cracks form yeah you know it doesn't turn us into steel it turns us into like some layered, brittle rock that uh, one swing of the hammer, it shatters. Right. I know that when I'm on teams where I'm on eggshells and I'm always nervously looking at the leader for what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to be behaving. And that you never know if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to get a pat on the head or, or clopped in the chops, as we say in my family. Clopped in the chops. I hadn't heard yeah. that before. Wow, that stinks. I hadn't thought of that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't bring my best self to that project, to that game, to that whatever, if I'm always nervous about what the, what the leader is going to do. So, mm -hmm. and in my experience as a leader, 
you know, told a story on the podcast before, but when I became executive director, I fell into all of the old strength traps. I right. thought I had to be distant. I thought I had to be repressed. I thought I had to be, um, authoritative, authoritative. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, and I did do all of those things and, and it was terrible. Mm -hmm. It was nobody terrible wanted, for you and terrible for your staff. For sure. For sure. Nobody wanted to be around me. And I felt alone, lonely, martyred, right. scared. Yeah. And for the people who double down on that, you know, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse instead right. of going, wait, this isn't working. Let me try opening up. Right. And when I started opening up to my, to my staff and team members and volunteers and everything else, it was just amazing. I stopped feeling alone. I felt supported. Uh, everybody worked harder. They trusted you more. They trusted me more. They trusted me more. Yeah. And I think that's what Skip Bayless has completely wrong. Absolutely. He may have been right back in the fifties. I mean, maybe when everybody was on board yeah. with this idea that, that you can't trust somebody who, who's weak. But maybe. I think that's nonsense. I mean, it's been nonsense all along, but I think that, right. Yeah. The, well, yeah. If a hundred percent of the culture is doing it, then it's less confusing, Yeah. but <laughs> it doesn't make it right. But right. Right. We, as human animals, have a f really intense, finely tuned system of perception. We sense when things are off. Yes. And so our animal bodies know something's not right. It, but if our minds are saying everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, but our animal bodies are saying something's off, something's off, something's off. Yeah then we get weird. The situation gets weird. If you have a team situation or a family situation, because a family yeah. is a kind of a team, right? you know, or a work team or whatever it is. Yeah. When you're getting those two different messages all the time, that creates a wobble that, that will take it off the road right. into the ditch at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. The fancy, the fancy terms for that are, are, uh, uh, emotional incongruence. Well, emotional yeah. incongruence is yes. the first thing you talked about, yeah. not, not being congruent, not showing what's really happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and then cognitive dissonance is, is the result and it's, yeah, it's a wobble. Yeah. It's a wobble and it, and it takes energy. Yeah. And it takes energy away from what everybody's trying to accomplish. Yeah. Our brains use one fifth of all of the the sugar in our body. Right. It's so our burning little, calories like and, crazy. Yep. And the more calories we burn trying to cope with cognitive dissonance, um, you know, in, you know, you talk to, talk to uh, folks who grew up with a, an alcoholic in the house, mm -hmm. even if the alcoholic was a functioning alcoholic. It's still just trying to constantly modulate yep. to be, you know, to be monitoring the situation and be ready to move at a moment's notice. Yep. Yeah, so it seems you know, a lot of sense. It seems like we're a little off off topic, but really this is just about destigmatizing all of our emotions, all of our natural human responses mm -hmm. to grief, to COVID, to the loss of a brother, to to just having a bad day. Right. So that we can all support one another in being congruent with our emotions. Yeah, and being honest yeah. about that. You know, it's like it's kind of a, a cumulative process of trying to to figure out how to be with it and right. trying to, you know, sort of make peace with ourselves yeah. and negotiate 
how to be who and where we are within our environment of the family or the workplace or the whatever. Right. And then the larger world. Right. So it's complex. It's not like something we obviously if it were easy, we would have ha- we would have a totally different society. Right. And I think kind of what you're referring to, let me kind of check on this. The call for expressing your emotions all the time. It's not exactly what we're talking about because it's not. Nobody wants to know everything all the time. You know, it's there's there's that. I want to I want to dig down into that a little yeah. bit because I think there's it's not so much that people don't want to know everything. As you said, people feel uncomfortable around emotional incongruity. Right. Well, our but culture there are is ways... so, you know, so used to people being, you know, fine, quote unquote, fine. Yeah. Right. And that's all they want to see. They don't want to see the extremes of anything. Right. So it does make people uncomfortable. Right. So what we're lacking is some empathy mm-hmm. on one grand. But all of us who have been trained to express our emotions, to explore our emotions, to be emotionally literate, includes standing a little to one side of the emotion. Right. Right. And, That's a huge and key. And understanding that an emotion is just, it's just the weather. You said this yeah. the other day. Emotions are just the weather. And I didn't make that up. I, you know. Yeah. Somebody, somebody else said I've it. I've heard that. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, long-term depression and, and moods can become a climate. Right. Right. But if we Yeah, if we don't let the weather move through... I mean, this isn't exactly analogous to actual weather and actual climate, but we're it's so a af- way of we're thinking. so afraid of being called out by actual scientists. Oh no, yeah, like please no. We're, this is a creative license situation, but yeah, yeah, like you can't really stop the weather. You just have to let the weather go by. Yeah, but we do try to stop our emotions, and we do try to dam them up and block them up, right. and and control where they go and what how right. they're expressed, and and that does create an artificial climate and that climate that climate or that storm system affects everybody right it's like if if i'm (laughs) yeah if i'm not able to express my emotions especially if it's anger or frustration Mm -hmm. you because as you pointed out you're this incredibly finely tuned social animal you know Mm -hmm. something's wrong with me oh yeah but if I don't say what's wrong with me, you get to make up all kinds of stories about I'm mad at you or right, I'm frustrated right, with right. you or I'm not going to be present for you and what's going on for you. But if I can say, wow, I just woke up really crabby mm-hmm. or I had a horrible dream or I'm really hungry right, or right. I've got a job interview coming up and I'm really scared or even, you know what? I am really frustrated with what you said last night and it's mm-hmm. still bothering me. Yeah. And when let's I can, talk it through. And let's talk it through. When I can explore my own emotions and be clear about them. Even if it's like, and you've been so great about this. You just tell me all the, all the time when it comes up for you, Charles, I'm really, I'm really depressed. I'm really having mm-hmm. a hard time. That's, that's a beautiful gift that you give me when you do that. Yeah. Cause it's no fun to be around depressed people, you know, slumping around and, and being bummed out and flat and yep. all of that. It's not yep. fun. And it, and it triggered what it triggers for me is empathy yeah, rather than judgment. Right. Yeah. When I'm able to say, yeah, I'm having a bad day. I'm yeah. having a real, you know, depressed yeah. day. So the, you know, the, the block for most people in our culture around expressing emotions is this, is this understanding that expressing emotions is akin to having a tantrum. 
Right. And we've been told over and over again, like, don't, I'll give you something to cry about. Right. Or, you know, shut it down. Stop crying. You're embarrassing me. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be angry. Boys get told, girls as well. Everybody gets told, don't be angry. Angry is not okay. Angry is freaking fine, man. Like, be angry, but figure out a way to express it that's not um, damaging and making it somebody else's responsibility. Yeah, you're not putting the anger on somebody. Yep. And anger is a mess. All the emotions are messengers. Yep. They're coming to us to tell us information. Right. And anger often is delivering the message that something's not right. Right. That there's an injustice, that there's a, a problem. Yep. And, you know, how do we train ourselves to answer the door, take the telegram, say thank you, and not take the the telegram delivery person hostage. Yeah. That's I've a got uh, all of these little delivery guys in my basement that are locked up uh, with their little messages of whatever. Yeah. You know, and and I never let them go. They're all yeah. down there. And all they are is messages. All they are is messages. And it's like let them go deliver somebody else yeah. a message. You know, it's like they did their job. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to circle back to, to Alex Antonio again in his podcast. Cause of what you said about, you know, anger, just being a message about injustice or something not right. You know, like I said, Alex came to me and said, my family just thinks my podcast is just angry and, and mm-hmm. they don't get it. And when I listened, I'm like, yeah, he's angry. Right. He's angry that the economy's not working the way it used to for, for people. Mm-hmm. That that the world is literally on fire. California and Oregon and Washington are burning right now. People are dying in the fires. Um, he's a dad, and nobody ever taught him how to be a dad. Mm. Uh, he's got all these emotions. Like he's got every reason to be angry. Yeah. Though that signal needs to be out. If he wasn't getting that signal, I'd be like, "What is wrong with you?" Right. You should be angry. Are you not paying attention? There's plenty to be angry about. Right. So, and then the question is just like, well, what do we do with that? And, and I think part of what I'm learning to do with my anger and frustration at the state of the world, right? Cause like I get those signals, I'm angry, I'm depressed. I sometimes frequently want to cry or throw up. So I'm being politically active. I'm being socially mm-hmm. active. I'm doing this podcast. It's like, okay, I got a signal. What can I do? First of all, connect with that emotion, validate it, explore it, let it be present in my own body, let it flow through me. Notice how it comes and goes. Don't let it become a mood. Right. As James Hillman talks about, men get into moods, which are just the climate instead of right, instead of the right. weather. Yeah, you hang on to an emotion and then you get a you get a climate. And then honor that anger, honor that frustration with some action. And usually Wow, that say action, that again. Honor that honor that anger, honor that frustration with some action. Oh. And the action can be, it can be just play guitar really loudly. Right, right. Just express it. Yep. And especially if it can be action with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to, I'm working to create a Northern Arizona podcasters group. Right. Which is just a way to be connected and to, and to 
to shape this industry so it doesn't mm-hmm. get bought up by Spotify or whatever. Oh you know, I'm working on on politics stuff and and sending right. emails and texts and you know I've already trying to change the 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 political climate. Yep. To yep. something that is is healthier for everyone. Yeah, and I'm going to be a poll worker on uh, yeah, on November. Yeah, we're both going to be poll workers, so we're going to be part of the institutions that keep this absolutely keep this. Uh, what is this called? Country keep yeah. this country working. Yeah. So we're going to be back in the second half with some more thoughts about from our own personal experience about mm-hmm. how to be present for those emotions and and let them move past a little bit, and hopefully that helps you who are listening to recognize your own weather. Yeah. And, and, uh, hopefully it's, it'll can also give you a way to work with, help other reach out to other people in your life who are dealing with this and to, and to create some more empathy around whatever they're going through. Cause most people that listen to this podcast are already doing a lot of this work around right. emotional literacy and emotional, um, availability and all that stuff. But can we, have a multiplier effect where more of us are actually being able to be more present for the folks who haven't developed that skill set yet, haven't developed that awareness yet, so that we can uh, maybe get to a point where we never have to celebrate World Suicide Awareness Day. Oh my gosh, I know. Can you imagine? That'd be great. That's a holiday. It would be nice to see go away. Yeah. We'll be right back. The Zogni of the Week this week is Ernst. 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 He is a red and white terry cloth sock monster who is kind and thoughtful. He was a particle physicist in the old country, but when he got to America, he couldn't even get a job. No one here hires sock monsters to run atom smashing machines. After a circuitous journey, he found great joy running a goat farm outside Sacramento, but now he's ready for another adventure and a new home. Nominate someone you know who could use some appreciation, a surprise gift, or a mental health support monster. Check out Ernst's photo in the show notes at rocketfeather.com slash pod and drop a nominee's name in the comments there or on our Facebook page. Every week we draw from those names and someone on Saturday will get to have Ernst shipped to him. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Ernst will just dematerialize here and materialize there. I don't know how advanced his particle physics is. Yeah. Particle physics are. I don't know. This is what we talk about here at the Rocket Feather Pod. You will also find lots of supportive information and useful links in the show notes. We include links to the articles and podcasts we talk about as well as information about depression and how to support others who are struggling with mental health. Support yourself and support others. Uh, We include the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is at 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. You can also find them at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And if you find this podcast helpful or valuable to you, especially during these crazy COVID times, would you leave us a testimonial or a review through Podchaser, iTunes, or on our website? We produce this podcast for free with no ads, so it would mean a lot to us to get your feedback and comments. Go to podchaser.com slash rocketfeather. Okay, now back to the show. Welcome back, Rocketeers. Thank you for listening to this, and thank you for being present for what's going on in our world 
Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here for us. Yeah. You may not realize that's what's happening. But it is it is true. I mean... We're hijacking this podcast for, uh, for our own purposes, as always. Well, there's that. And there's also just any time we get engagement from you guys in the, the community lab or on yeah. social anywhere. I, it means a lot. Yeah. They take the time to comment and reach out and... It just makes us feel connected. Yeah. yeah. So I just I just picked up a card that we got. Mm. Um, so as some of you know, every week we... Every, mostly every, every week. Mostly every week. Sometimes yeah. every two weeks. We draw a name to receive a free Zokni, one of Kelly's beautiful art dolls, these little sock monsters. Zokni means sock in Hungarian. Mm-hmm. So, and they, each one is completely unique and they all have their own personalities. And Teresa Sloan Manning, just to give her a shout out. Yeah. Teresa's one of our biggest Zokni fans. She's always nominating somebody else. And that's the purpose of this is to nominate somebody else to receive a Zokni. And she's nominated, I think, like four or five people. Yeah. Yeah. And um, none of her people, well, last week they did, but up until a couple weeks ago, nobody, none of her nominees had been drawn. Oh, my gosh. It's a numbers game. You just got to hang in there. Just keep hanging. Yeah. Just keep putting them in there. Keep nominating. But she revealed in in the group that some, I won't say exactly what happened, but some pretty terrible stuff had happened uh, in her workplace and just a cluster of her bad sphere, things. Yeah. And so we said, well, we're just, we're just going to send her a Zokni. So Absolutely. we sent her, who did we send her? We sent her Teddy. Teddy, who's like a little He's Terry a sweet cloth. Sweet, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so we sent Teddy to her and we sent it to her workplace. Mm-hmm. And then she sent us a card that says, Kelly and Charles, oh my gosh, thank you so much for the love, Zokni. Oh, that was incredibly sweet. Maria and I enjoyed checking her out and decided to give it to Kathy, the person who this, you know, who was in charge of something that went, that went really bad. So, so Kathy ended up with, with Teddy on her desk. So the, the ripples of kindness and giving, you know, just went out. Yeah. And we had given, we had sent Teddy to her for her bruised heart, you know, her, her sorrow and, and she paid it forward again. Yeah. You know, it's like such, such a giving attitude really. I find that so inspiring. And it makes me feel like we're doing something right if we have people like that in our crew. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, your face. Oh, Mm -hmm. you're having a feel right now. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we started the giveaway. We started the giveaway in COVID because we were feeling disconnected and powerless. powerless. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, we can do something. You know, it's like... That elderly, that hundred-year-old gentleman in England who, you know, raised all that money walking his yard. I mean, how genius is that? It's like, we can give away something we've got. Right, even if it's just walking in our yard. Oh, my gosh. And it's not as inspiring as as if we were a hundred. but. Yeah. But yeah, like everybody has something to offer. That's another thing that I believe, yes. you know, that I want to see happen in our society, in our culture, our culture that currently considers so many people disposable and unimportant. Yeah. I think a big part of what is happening in our culture right now is that finally people are saying, no, we are not disposable. 
Yeah. And thank God, you know, yeah. it's everybody has something to offer. And until our culture honors that, yeah, it's going to be on fire. Yeah, we've been listening to uh, the Preet Bahara interview with, uh, we'll have to put the name in the show notes because I don't know the mm-hmm. name right now, but a, 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 a Harvard academic who studies notions of merit meritocracy, and the meritocracy yeah. and just what bunk that is. The idea that some people deserve all the rewards of society because they happen to be- They earned it. Smarter, unquote. better, whatever. Right. That's a whole nother podcast that episode, but, but yeah, podcast. listen to, listen to that, listen to that. Stay tuned with Preet episode and let us They're know. They're all you, good though. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know what you think about that episode in particular, because mm-hmm. it, it flies in the face of what we tell ourselves America is built on. But anyway, we're, we're talking about emotions. We're not, we're not. Uh, but I think that, I think that does tie in. I mean, well, the cause feeling, I, cause I'm emotional about all that stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely something to get emotional about and feeling like our gifts are not i'll say my feel i when i feel like my gifts are not being appreciated or that i cannot give them freely yeah that is one place where i can get depressed yeah feeling like i have so much to offer and it's not able to get out into the world for whatever reason or I'm putting it out there as hard as I can and it's not being received and appreciated. That's rough, you yeah. know? And so, so much of our country right now, because they're being perceived by the larger culture as disposable, um, you know, that yeah. is a, that is a big sore but just to, But just to keep it personal for a second, it's mm-hmm. like going all the way back to the first episode of this podcast mm. titled God Damn It Now You Listen right. to Me is all about my story and yes. Kelly's story of wanting to be heard, of wanting knowing to, as yes. little bitties, yeah. knowing as children that we had something to offer, that we mm-hmm. had some sort of gift. And, you know, you might be rolling your eyes out there right now, but that is a fundamental belief here at Rockefeller. Kelly just mentioned mm-hmm. that everybody has a gift to offer this culture, the society, each other, their families. Everybody's got a gift. Everybody's got a story. That's what we're building this whole mm-hmm. podcast around. Absolutely. So I knew that I had something to say at three yeah. years old. You knew that you had some yeah. creative story Absolutely. to offer. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's the weird irony is that being depressed kind of keeps us from doing that, keeps yeah. me from doing that for sure. And makes my productivity has been off mm. since I've been in the bog. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about this podcast that I listened to the other day, because I think it's really relevant to the, the notion of, of depression and emotions in general. Um, Diana Kander has a podcast called Professional AF and season three, episode one, she talks to Kristen Ulmer, who was an Olympic skier and extreme athlete. And she has written a book about fear. Mm. And she talks about fear being um, that all of the advice about fear and that that you know people are doing yogic breathing and all of this stuff to try to calm fear and get it to go away so that we can be fearless and and go out and conquer and do whatever and she says that that's exactly the opposite of what we need to be doing wow what what she has done in order to 
live a life that's incredibly full of challenge and you know, Danger. exhilarating activity. She's a, she's a downhill skier. She throws herself oh down gosh. icy and slopes for a living. At the top of her game for like 12 years, which is a huge time span yeah. for something like that. And the way she conceptualizes it is that fear is a part of her and she goes in and is building a relationship with that part of her and that sort of ties into our interview with Matt Ruff and it talks, you know, how we've talked about our littles and our the different parts of ourselves. And I think doing that with anger and sadness and grief and all of the emotions, depression is just this big glob of stuff, you know, this smoothie that's gone off. It's not really an emotion. It's It's not really an emotion. It's this congealed state. Yeah. But to go in and look at emotions as aspects of ourselves that are rightfully there. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. That are a part of us. And again, like you've talked about this notion of additive versus subtractive, that a healthier approach is to try to be more of ourselves rather than to peel off stuff and cut stuff away from who we are in order to be better by getting rid of pieces of ourselves. Right. Right. And so after listening to that, you know, yesterday morning, I I laid in bed and I was feeling kind of heavy and and depressed. And and so I let myself just be with what is, what was in that moment. And what came up was I just, I decided I wanted to go for a run and I have not run. I've never been a runner. I'm not built for running, but I went for a walk around our our neighborhood path and I did a few bursts of running and and I did feel better because we had just had the conversation maybe a day or two before that about how when we're in the muck, like, I don't want to feel better. I want to eat a cake and I want to lie on the couch and I want to, you know, not do anything to, to help myself. But to just spend five minutes being with myself. And I didn't even feel any strong emotions. Mm. I just didn't try to run away. Yeah, I didn't try to distract myself. I just was willing to be with myself. And I, I got my fingernail under a little edge that said, okay, do something that will kind of, you know, stir the tanks or, or, I don't know, just move something through. There's so much, there's so much there in what you're talking about. And I want to kind of mirror it back and unpack it a little Mm -hmm. bit. Cause I think, like I said, there's so much there and I hope this is really useful for other people. Cause it's on the one hand, it seems like a contradiction because in, in part one of this podcast, we talked about the metaphor of emotions being like the weather Mm -hmm. or like clouds and you can just (laughs) let it pass, let it pass by. And, And that one aspect of that metaphor is the idea that we're separate from that. Right, that the that the mm-hmm. weather isn't us, but what you're what you're saying about um, who, tell me Diana Kander's guest name again? Uh, Kristen Ulmer. Kristen Ulmer is saying that that her emotions are her. Well, so it's but I, I I'm just kind of teasing apart because it, right. it, it yeah, can it's seem not exactly it, the same thing. So it's like my, it's my weather. Like when my emotions go through, they are my weather. Mm. They're not to be. It's not to be ignored. It's not to be suppressed. It's not. It's to. It's to be. You know, it's like when the first the first monsoon rains come 
mm. and we run out into the driveway yeah, and dance, dance in, in the, the rain. rain. Yeah. That's ideally what we should be doing with the weather of our emotions. Mm, that's and we, you know, we talk in my TEDx talk about validate in place. It's like just being able to validate for ourselves exactly how we are in the moment. Exactly. Not looking ahead to when the sun is going to come back out or not looking ahead to when exactly. it's going to warm up. But like, I'm angry right now. Yes. I'm sad right now. I'm having, or I'm having sadness. Right. My current, right. My current weather is joy. Right. And I kind of look at it. It's not that like, we have the, maybe it's better to think of, we have the receptor sites for all of these emotions that are attached to ourselves. You know, they are us. Yeah. And the weather passes through those receptor sites. Yeah. I don't know. Activates many, them or something. So we got a weather metaphor, a biological yeah, metaphor. Let's get metaphors. a physics metaphor in there. We'll get some quantum mechanics going. But the, the point is, is that the... The emotions are real. They're valid. Yes. We should pay attention to them. We should let them be in us without getting attached to them. Right. That's the goal. And it's tricky, right? It's like, don't suppress them. Don't repress them, but don't get attached. Yeah. Don't indulge them. Don't indulge them. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's exactly, again, what, what, what Hillman talks about being in a mood, indulging. Yeah. 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 So that, that place where I like, I don't want to feel better. Yeah. That's indulging. I think. Right. Right. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to play guitar. In yeah, my I case. don't want to do any of the things I know will make me feel better. Yeah. But the other thing you said in there about, you know, you got your fingernail underneath it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You got your fingernail underneath your 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 stuckness yeah. a little bit. And it, it released enough energy mm -hmm. for you to actually go for not just a walk, but for a partial run. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think we lose when I lose, when I suppress my emotions is I lose energy. Because mm -hmm. emotions are... It takes Emotions a are lot energy. of energy to keep them down. Like we talked about the beach balls under the water. It's on some other yeah, episode yeah. of this. Yeah. And when I can, when I can validate my anxiety, for example, mm -hmm. and be like, wow, I'm really anxious because mm. when I'm anxious, it's almost always because I really care about something. Right. And maybe feel like, like you're not going to get it right or something. Something. Or, it's like, I, I care about something. Yeah. I want something to be different. Yeah. So when I can acknowledge that, be like, okay, I'm anxious because I care about uh, the website, uh, mm -hmm. uh, because I care about my relationship with you, because I care about my body, because I care about the world. Yeah, our community. Okay. And... Well, then let's let's take that anxiety as a signal, and let it mm -hmm. let it energize the action right. around what I care about, rather than just indulging that anxiety and trying to treat it with either alcohol, food, right. uh, watching television to distract myself right. from it. All of those are reasonably effective. Um, right. but that's, that's doing a disservice to my gift, right? right? Like my emotions all come from my gift and here's a whole nother topic, yeah, but yeah, it's like, yeah. like that gift that we are here to bring is given by soul, universe, whatever, God. And that's, it needs to come out. Right. And one of the ways that it shows up for me is anxiety. Like yeah. I want to, I want to be getting it out there. God damn it! Now you listen to me. Yeah. You know? Well, that's why we wind up mixing it up all the time over that yeah. your anxiety around wanting to, you know, make it really good. I and, want this podcast to be perfect. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm more of a, of you know, let's just roll with it and see what happens kind of person in in my yep. creative process, and so we we come to loggerheads yeah. sometimes about that. But you were talking about how your depression part of it comes from not being able to give your gifts. 
Oh yeah. When you're not, yeah. when you're not, and, and I know, and it's this terrible contradiction, right? Oftentimes when, when I indulge my emotions, when, when we indulge our emotions, they do the opposite thing of what would actually make it better. Right. So it's like, right. if we indulge in our depression, if I indulge in my depression, I'm not physically active. I lie mm-hmm. on the couch, watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely things. Right. But just completely wrong for getting through right. the depression as, and, as and honoring mechanism, what's underneath yeah. the depression. Yeah. Honoring the sadness, honoring the connection, right? Mm. Honoring the bigger connection to the world. And the fullness the of ourselves. And the fullness of ourselves. And, it, you know, you talked about how the, your depression is keeping you from going out to the studio and being creative. Yeah, I have. I've, I've got nothing right now. Yeah. And I, you say that and I honor it and I hear it and mm-hmm. I know that it's not true. Like just, I know that if you went out there, all kinds of stuff would happen. Right. But I'm not. But you're not because it's, because yeah, it's, I feel like I can't right now. I feel now. like you can't. I feel totally. like I got no energy around. And totally. often when I have had fatigue in the past and fatigue is not the same thing as depression, but they often mm-hmm. go together. Yeah. Um, creativity is the only thing that I had energy uh, for. And right now it feels like the only thing I have energy for is to go work in the yard. And that's where my creativity is, is, yeah. you know, shaping and molding and sculpting this yard. Right. So I want to just kind of put just a little bit of, a little bit of a wrap on just this last bit we've been talking about. We've been talking about the idea that emotions you know, can and should be honored, felt, seen, heard, validated, and not attached to, not let them become a mood. Mm-hmm. And just kind of empathizing with one another about the times that when we allow it to turn into a climate, when we allow it, and I shouldn't say allow. It happens. It happens. We're and human. It's not necessarily weakness. You know, Dak was not weak for, for right. being depressed about, about the grief around and his that's brother. that's the and, whole point of this episode is we are in some fucked up times. <laughs> Yeah, we get the explicit that, rating yes. now. <laughs> yeah, I—that's I, my goal for every episode to be. But no, I, anyway. But seriously, yes, like it. We just, are in fucked up times. Yeah. It is gnarly on every level right now, and yeah. even like our lives are relatively untouched, and it is. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. So if. You know, if you are losing people to COVID, if you are losing your income to COVID, if you are, you know, being actively oppressed by our law enforcement and, you know, I mean, that is just knowing it's happening feels oppressive. Yep. But if it's actually happening to you, that's, you know, 14 more layers on top. And if you are in the bog... You're not wrong. Right. No. You don't wrong. have to be in the bog. I mean, it's not a requirement, but it is a human thing right now. And it is entirely normal to be bummed out and struggling, you know, bummed out and struggling emotionally right now. So you're not doing it wrong. Right. No, you're not doing it wrong. And, and I think what we're hoping everybody can do like I said before the break, I hope everybody can do is to validate your own feelings, notice them, let them come up, spend some time with them, whether it's through journaling, whether it's through playing music, whether it's going for a walk without your earbuds in. Mm. And to, and it's so, I, none of us want to do it, like being present for our emotions, 
It seems like it's going to be terrible. It seems like it's going to be terrible. It usually isn't. No. The no. reality is it usually isn't. No. I usually feel happier when I connect, even with my not mm -hmm. pleasant emotions, when I connect with my sadness, when I connect yeah. with my grief. I'm angry. I'm sad. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It kind of goes that way. But it takes that reframing, right? It takes yeah. that reframing. It's like, okay, I understand this as a signal. I understand mm -hmm. this connects me to every other human being mm -hmm. on the planet. I understand that these are calls to action and that there is action I can take. And I understand that if I can't take action, if I can't handle these emotions, that I have resources all around right. me. Right. And this is what we we're talking about before the podcast. We want to make sure that everybody hears. And, and again, the idea being that most of you who are listening probably kind of know this already, but let's all spread it around even more that emotions can be tolerated. They can be gotten through. They Absolutely. can be felt. And if you can't do the things that allow you to feel your emotions, go for a walk without your earbuds in, play music, whatever it is, um, get some, get some help. Yeah. If you There's all kinds of help out there. If you are afraid to feel your emotions because you think you know, you think there's a deep well of, of unexpressed grief. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe there's some trauma underneath there. If you know that you would feel better if you went for a walk, if you connected with family, if you were creative and you can't bring yourself to do those things, then get some help. Reach mm -hmm. out. Um, and that help can be family. Although, as I was saying to, to Alex Antonio yesterday, he was talking about how he's trying to get his family to open up to him and trying to open up to his family. And it's so hard. I'm like, that's not really the place to start. Right. Yeah. You got to gauge your audience on that one. Yeah. And don't go to people, you know, are going to slap you down or not be able to handle it. Well, it's just, even if, even in a healthy family, relatively healthy family, even in a relatively open family, there's just too much baggage. Right. And especially if you're showing up as a different person. When I show up, when I started showing up differently in front of my mom and my sister, there were years of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. They're like, what are you, you're not being who I know you to be. Yep. And now, now it's different. Yeah. Now, now the, it now the, how while. I want to be and how they want me to be are more closely aligned, yeah. but it took a while and there was no big, there was no big trauma involved right. there. You were there just, was just showing up for I Thanksgiving. Was just showing up, I was yeah. just showing up for Thanksgiving, which can be traumatic enough. Right. But yeah, we know that there's plenty of help out there. At this point, you can even text and we'll put some of the text numbers in there and we'll put them in the outro. You can even text a therapist. Yeah. And get help temporarily, long-term, whatever. You don't have to drive across town. You don't have to get out your checkbook. Who knows where your right. checkbook even is anymore? <laughs> checkbook. What's yeah. that? Yeah. But yeah, I, I went in to our, one of our local providers to get some help because I realized I was, you know, that it felt chemical. It felt bigger than I could handle. I got some meds. They helped for a while. Now they feel like they're not really working and they wanted me to do some therapy with somebody on staff. It didn't feel like a fit. That can be really challenging when you don't feel great and you got to run the gauntlet of the, the medical establishment and fill out a ream of paperwork and go see somebody who doesn't seem like a fit, but you are worth it to keep trying until you find somebody because a good therapist, a therapist who's a fit for you is worth their way in gold. Yeah. 
So don't yeah. give up. If you have a bad experience, don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. And as Kelly said, we, we, we need you. Yeah. We need everybody, we need everybody. on this crazy ride. Yep. We need all of your gifts and all of your smarts and all of your love. Absolutely. And if you or somebody you know isn't asking for help because of the stigma around mental health is too high because there's some sort of long held belief that it's hopeless, that nothing will ever change. Mm -hmm. Um, if, uh, if there's some sort of deeply and terribly held belief that you or this other person are not worthy of that help, then, then there needs to be some more help. Mm -hmm. And we know that mental health issues just create ripples in the pond that, that are, that don't, fade very easily to go all the way back to Dak's, Dak Prescott, his brother who killed himself in April had been the primary caregiver for their mom who died of colorectal cancer in 2013. So that's just like a long-term mental health issue that started because of a, a physical health issue in the mm -hmm. family. And we, we know, I mean, the stats on being a, a, a caregiver, it's really hard work mentally, physically, emotionally. Yep. It takes a lot out of people and it takes years to kind of recover after that experience is, is over and kind of get yourself back. Yep. And it sounds like he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you feel like you've got some, energy to give if oh, you yeah. feel like you've got a little bit of uh connection and emotional energy to give then do what adam young did yeah reach out reach out and check in on somebody yeah that would be lovely so if everybody who's listening to this can make a commitment to either or both <laughs> reach out to somebody it doesn't even have to be somebody that you know is struggling just just pick up the phone yeah and just check on somebody you love Yep. And, and phone, although I hate making phone calls, phone Ugh. is, phone is better than text. Phone is better than, than DMing. But text is great too. Anything. True. Yeah. Anything if that's, and everything. If that's, if that's the, yeah, don't, don't let that be the barrier. Um, and if you are struggling, if you're feel like you don't have enough to give to somebody else, mm -hmm. then definitely reach out for some, for some free and affordable help. And like I said, we'll put the, we'll put the links in the show notes. Absolutely. And also show up with us in the in the community lab. Um, we would love to to just talk about it. I think just talking about it makes it better. Yep. And then if that's not enough, there's there's so much more. Yeah, yeah. We know about what went on for Teresa Sloan Manning because she talked about it. She shared in, it with us in the community lab. It. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Didn't keep it under her her hat. Yep. And so now we know her better and yeah. we know what she's going through and we know how she's serving the community. And so now she's even more, yeah, more human, more one of us to us. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll put again, well, again, we'll put the link to the, to the community lab in the show note. We'd love to grow that community to the point where you all are, um, sharing your, sharing not only your struggles, but your successes and mm -hmm. tips and tricks and chili recipes. All the good stuff. <laughs> Chili is good for depression, in my opinion. It's good for everything. It's good for everything. Broken bone, have some chili. Yeah. Take a hot bath. Here's some chili. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for being a part of this 
community a part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, we really feel like you, the listeners, and 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 our previous guests are part of a community. It's this is not just a broadcast because we see you listening, because we see the numbers tick up on this podcast, and because we see the names of our of our previous guests over and over again. We feel connected, so we hope you do as well. Absolutely. We love you. Don't we say that at the outro? We'll say it again. We we love you anyway. We love you you in the body. Thanks again for listening to us today and being with us on this this issue. I, for one, feel so much better after talking about it and sharing with you and knowing that we're in it together. So if you are struggling, join us in the Rocket Feather Community Lab on Facebook to talk about more things that matter. If you share your questions and topics, you will contribute to some real conversations there that will support and uplift all of us. We're not alone if we show up for each other, and this is one really accessible way to do that. And we hope to see you there. Yeah, be like Adam. Be like like Teresa Sloan Manning. Reach out, contribute. Yes, please. But if you need more than a conversation in a Facebook group, please do get some professional help. Your Life Matters and help is available. Like we said, it it can be just a text away. In the show notes is a guide to the best online counseling services. Again, we'll repeat the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. And you can use this hotline just for counseling, just you don't have to be or, or whoever you direct to this phone number doesn't necessarily need to be suicidal. This is just a They'll help you find the help that you need. Yeah, it's a crisis hotline. Fantastic. And it's also a great place to call if you are worried about somebody who's maybe suicidal or you, you don't know how to tell. Uh, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to be calling up and saying, I have, you know, a gun to my head again. You don't like, have to be I'm, in crisis. I'm you can worried. prevent the crisis. Yeah, I'm worried about my friend. Mm-hmm. Help me figure out what to do. So, so that again is 800-273-8255, 800-273-8255. Also in the show notes is a list to all sorts of mental health support agencies in Arizona that's been curated by 12 News, of all things. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at RocketFeather1. It's not a whole lot of mental health help at our Instagram page, but there are some beautiful images and Uplifting good stuff, yeah. Absolutely. Uplifting good stuff. It is now safe to unstrap and leave the rocket. Until next time, this is Charles Matthews and Kelly Robert wishing you the grit to take loving care of yourself, no matter where you're hanging out on the emotional spectrum these days. We love you. We love you.